In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Truly, O God, Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. The Bible says, remember not the former things. It says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. You must remember. God is about to do something new on your inside. The Bible says, Behold, I do a new thing. He says, Shall you not know it? Now it springs forth that I will make rivers in the desert. I will make rivers for rivers to come in a desert. There must be more than enough that the desert can drink before a river flows. Ladies and gentlemen, in this moment, Just lift your hands as God pours out more than enough into your life. He will provide more than enough. A flood requires that which is needed must be met and then an overflow comes. Somebody in here needs abundance. I don't know what it is, whether it's abundance of grace, an abundance of resources, but God is, he's coming. What you've asked for has come. A new thing, something that will be unrecognizable, but you will experience it. God is doing something new something new in Jesus's most holy name we have prayed and everybody said if you receive that ladies and gentlemen celebrate the Lord Just celebrate it. When the Bible says that God will do something new, how many people are believing God for something new? Let me see your hands. Oh, wow. No, no, no. no, no. Honestly, let me see your hands, please. Can, Can the camera get that on film so we have evidence? So, no, seriously, wow. You're believing God for something new. All right, put your hands down. So I'll tell you Salman's story. And then I'll go into whatever he... Well, I'll tell you Sal- Salman's story because he said so. Salman's story is interesting. You, you can imagine... Salman is a person in the Bible... And he, like you, was expecting something new. We can surmise many things, but there's something about Salmon that was different. And when he asked God that, Lord, I want you to do something new, God said, no problem, I will do. Everybody else in Salmon's regiment, we can assume, was married. 
But then God said to Salmon, marry this person. Salmon knew it was God. Everybody else didn't. Everybody else around Salmon would have laughed. Like, are you serious? He said, no, 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 God said I should marry this person. And listen carefully. When God decides to do something new, it means he will do something beyond the boundaries of everybody else's normal. That means beyond the boundaries of religion, beyond the boundaries of average, beyond the boundaries of the mundane, he will do something different. Salmon was like that. And God said to Salmon, marry this person. And everybody else laughed. For those of you that don't realize, the person Salmon married was a Canaanite. The challenges he faced in his marriage were remarkable. Remarkable. But he asked for something new. Remember you asked for something new. Let me put it in context before I tell you who Salmon married. Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. Can we go through it? On, I'll, they'll put it up on the screen. The Bible says the following. The Lord says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Sound in your Bible? That's what my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways says the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Everybody laughed when Salmon said, this is the person I'm going to marry. But his wife is now in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Who did Salmon marry? How many of you have worked it out, by the way? Let me see your hands. Okay, a few of you, yeah. He married Rahab. Now let me explain Rahab's story. Because God wants to talk to somebody before I even start. Rahab was not promiscuous. Promiscuous means you make a mistake every now and again. Rahab was a professional. It was something she did for a living. And she was so successful at it, her house was in the wall of Jericho. So she wasn't a random prostitute. She was an owner of an establishment. And God said to Salmon, marry her. Hear my words. The strength for you to do something new. By the end of this service, will be on your inside. God will take you somewhere unusual. Can you imagine what they said when he said, I'll marry her? Not only was she not Israelite, she had a profession that they all hated. Yet God said, marry her. And he does so. He didn't marry her young because Rahab was taking care of all her family. She was known by the king and all the army officers. She was somebody of standing. Yet, when she marries Salmon, she gets pregnant, and they have one child, and that kid is remarkable. 
my job this morning is to confirm to somebody God is about or has asked you to do something beyond the boundaries of normal. He just wants you to know it was me. Hear me well, because Salmon had no right expecting a family. But God said, go this way. Why? Because God's ways are not yours. Because there's something you must realize about God. Luke 1, 37. For with God, listen to me very carefully, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. Somebody in here needs to know you didn't make a mistake. It is unusual, but it is divine. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to someone. And the Lord stopped the service because I have a service plan. He stopped the service. Oh, by the way, for those of you that were in the first service and now waiting for a repetition of the first service, sorry, it's not going to happen. Because the Holy Spirit responded to the needs in the first service. But the subject is the same. But how he's going to do it will be completely different. And so I want, God is sending somebody help. You see, assistance, the necessary strength to take the next step. Help. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is your helper. Are we together? Whoever that person was, one day you will testify. One day. But let's go on. So let's understand something. So let's understand something. John chapter 14 is very key. John 14, I, I will read from verse 26. If I can get this to work. I need my Bible. Yes. That's it. 14. We're going to go to verse 26, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic. I needed it in front of me. The Bible says, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Let me go back a bit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is your comforter. The word comforter translated is parakletos. Parakletos means somebody who comes to stand alongside you in a matter that is yours to help you. Now, the Bible says the following, that the Holy Spirit is your counselor. That means his expression of help for somebody in here is counsel. And so let's settle that really quickly. Proverbs chapter 20, reading from verse 5. The Bible says, counsel in the heart of man is as deep waters, but, the holy, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Guys, can you, rather than use the new King James for me, can you switch to the old King James? I, that's the one I, I, I live in, please. I will clarify if I need to clarify anything. And so Proverbs 20 verse 5, the Bible says, counsel in the heart of, of a man is as deep waters, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 2 describes the, min or the ramifications of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he is the spirit of wisdom and what? Counsel. Understanding and what? He's, it's wisdom and understanding, counsel and might. Knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Are we together? Fine. Listen carefully. Therefore, when God sends you help, he will help you understand what he has already placed in your heart. Are we making sense? 
So somebody in here has been trying to work out, Lord, which way do I go? What do I do? And you're getting splinters of information. The Lord has come to help you today. And he will give you understanding so that the information he has told your spirit, you will be able to process. Because there's a few people that need to make some decisions, in particular about employment, also about relationships. But listen to me very carefully. The decision-making, the decision mechanism necessary for you to do it is being kicked in now. Somebody in here is being helped. The Bible also says that the Holy Ghost is your helper, meaning he will do on your behalf what you can't do. A helper. So a helper, that means sometimes a paracletus, the person who comes to help you, if the ramifications of that is where you are in a fight and you cannot win it, that means he comes as a champion. That means something you cannot make happen, he will make happen. And so today, mark my words, please understand me. Before the end of the service, please understand, as we go through the word today, three things will happen. The Holy Spirit will cause his gifts to begin to work on your behalf. Miracles will happen. The working of miracles, he will make them happen. The, the faith necessary for you to do what he wants you to do will become yours as a gift. Not because you worked it out. So things are going to be, you see, oh, things are happening quickly, but I've got to, I've got to keep going. Um, the person who thinks that what they're facing is impossible, help has come. And meaning the Holy Ghost will through you do what you can't do. You will get the benefits, but they came to help you. Are we together? The Bible also says, that the Holy Spirit is your intercessor. In the place of prayer, the Holy Spirit will pray, help you pray, in a way that will ensure what you are asking for comes to pass. He will intercede. And intercession is meaning you will tell the Holy Spirit and then your intercessor or your, to give you an example, your lawyer. You tell your lawyer your story. Your lawyer presents it in court. The court gives a judgment to you. Does that make sense? The lawyer is not judged. You are. But the story that determines whether or not you are judged is orchestrated by your lawyer. That's intercession. So you tell your lawyer your story. Your lawyer with his abilities tells the judge. The judge responds and most times you'll go free. The Holy Spirit does that for you. So we're going to do that for a second because somebody needs to know that their prayers have been answered. The Bible says the following. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 28, and I have to go through this really quickly. Romans 8, verse 26 to 28, you must understand the Holy Ghost will help you in the place of prayer. That means when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you will tell the Holy Ghost, this is what I'm praying for. Then he will take over. And when you're praying in tongues, he will articulate what you need to tell the Almighty so God can do what he wants to do on your behalf. Are you ready? Now, somebody needs some help in the place of prayer. That's fine. So what we're going to do for the next two or three minutes, I want you to tell the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, this is what I want to pray about. This is what I want to pray about. The choir, I'm going to need you suddenly. And I'll not immediately, no, 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 focus with me. But I'm, I'll let you know. just wanted to prep you. I just wanted to prep you. Um, listen carefully. I, I want you to tell the Holy Spirit, this is what I'm praying about. And then we're going to pray just for a minute or two, because he said he's your intercessor. And so, in the next 60 seconds, I want you to tell the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, this is what I'm praying about. And I want you to be ready for an answer. The Holy Spirit, this is what I'm praying about. This is, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through. Now, 
as you bring that to an end, I want you, if you can, pray in your prayer language. <coughs> that means pray in tongues. Romans 26 and 27 say that when you pray like that, the Holy Ghost will articulate what you are praying about. Can you do that? Let's lift our voices. Now, just in case you don't pray in tongues, that's okay. While we are praying, we will pray for you as well. Bana fabraga doska fanana zakata fabrogo doske edimamo sha imbe bregin digiti kanonos kazanda dana ota safa ramam brogondo nos kandi kanefe branga tonos kazania zezezi fabroko toskolia kanonos losia jam babara kataga danos kozondo los avalia reggae de gende fam braganda nasa borogo doska saya jagge baganda fam mananga dolo kanagada rembe brogo doska fama braga diske zegedeota jagadikende brogodo in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and everybody said how many of you believe that your prayer just got answered let me see your hands okay this is how the Holy Ghost sends help he will send you help through the Word of God so just to show you that what you just did worked turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 18 read from 18 to read from 18 to 20 so we'll go from 18 to 20 really quickly so you understand the Holy Ghost will help you the Bible says verily I say unto you whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven verse 19 again I say to you that if two of you shall do what agree on as touching anything agree on earth as touching anything they shall ask it shall be done for them by my what pardon Father, where? In heaven. So, when you just prayed, do you believe that you, your prayer was answered? Somebody say yes or no. Yes. Okay, I agree with you. Now, verse 20. And the Bible says, the reason what you just said will happen is this. For where two or three are gathered together in my what? Name. Who is there? There I am in their midst now what am i telling you listen to me very carefully the holy ghost just sent you help that means whatever you were worried about for the last 10 seconds 10 seconds ago has just been solved because we agreed a revival is coming where what you are reading will begin to happen regularly regularly so what am I talking about today? I'm talking about the Holy Ghost as your helper. So a paracletus can come alongside you as your counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate. We've spoken about that. Strengthener and standby. Now, strengthener and standby. Strength will come. No, no, no. Strength will we'll skip strength for a moment. Standby means where you run out the Holy Spirit will take over. Standby means, I'll stand by you. And when the person's standing by you, let me give you an example of what I mean. It's the same as a five-year-old child selling cookies and her 22-year-old football-playing 350-pound brother is standing behind her doing the advertising. And then she will sell a lot of cookies. Why? Because of the person standing behind her. Now she's just going to say, buy cookies, whereby her brother's going to have his hands folded that, pick a cookie up from the lady, that's right, you pick up a cookie, yep. Pick up a cookie. And you're not going to argue with the guy. He's 300 pounds. He has muscles on his eyelashes. No, he's, he's built. You're not going to argue with the brother. Do we agree? Okay. That's what he means by standby. The Bible says very clearly that Jesus will send the Holy Spirit to be with you at all times. He will stand by. 
That means things will happen because he is present, even though you don't realize it. But then we come to one that he says, I'll give you strength. <laughs> I love the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that he'll give you strength. And, and as the strength part is what we're going to talk about in a few moments. And the Bible says, I'll, I'll read the scripture. Um, John chapter 14, verse 26. And I'll read to the end. I haven't forgotten strength. The Bible says, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, Bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's. How will the Holy Spirit give you strength? Five channels. Five. So, let's pick up on a few. The first one is the Word of God. Now, I want to make this practical so that. People realize that this is how the Holy Ghost functions. The Holy Spirit will teach you the Word of God to meet the needs that you are facing currently. Shall I repeat that? The Holy Spirit will teach you the Word of God. That means he will make it clear. He will make it easy. Now, I'll give you an example. For those of you that don't realize, I am a very, very shy person. You say, yeah, Pastor, you're rubbish. But no, 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 I am, I am. Sincerely, I'm a very shy person. And I'm, I became like that because of the way I grew up. That's how life was. So my, my confidence took a massive knock. And I came to Jesus, Jesus like that. I, I became a Christian. And even though I was saved, I was still a nervous person. So one day I asked the Holy Ghost, that, Lord, you've got to help me. Because I, I need help, because I'm making mistakes, I'm paying the price, and it's costly. And the recovery time, they're getting longer and longer, it's really difficult. Because I would, have, I would have the opportunity to say something, and I would keep quiet. And I said, no, no, God, you've got to help me. And so he did. For everybody, now listen carefully. There are some people in here whereby you're facing the challenge of a broken soul or a broken heart, whereby something said to you in the past is holding sway over who you are. The Lord wants to speak to you in this moment. So this is how he gives you strength. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain how he did it for me. Psalms 19, Psalms 19, reading from verse 7. Psalms 19, verse 7. I'll read it off the screen. The Bible said, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Now what that means is, let's clarify what conversion means. Converting means to change from one thing to another. Do we agree? To convert something. That means if, for some people, you call it cooking, whereby you convert something living into ashes. That's, for some of you, call that cooking. But in all senses, it's cooking. Convert. When you put a chicken into an oven, it converts from being raw to being cooked. Do we agree? Do we agree? So to convert something is to take something that is and make it into something else. Do we agree? Is my dodgy science working? Okay, so when the Bible says convert your soul, that means, listen carefully, your soul holds the part, that inward part of you, it's the part that holds your emotions, your will, and your intellect. It is served by your mind. When God converts your soul, it means he gives you an ability to decide differently. So I realize that, wait, so even though I can't get to the place that's hurting, Lord, you can. The Bible says it makes wise the simple. That means even though I'm making bad decisions, Lord, I will know something that you know and you change it for me. And so the Holy Ghost said, I, I thought, wow, this is brilliant. Holy Ghost said, this is fantastic. How does it work? How does it work? And then he took me to verse 14. Psalm 19, verse 14. And this is what he opened up. He says, the Bible says the following. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart 
be what? Acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my what? Strength and redeemer. Listen carefully. The Lord said, this is your problem. I said, what's my problem? He said, you talk on two levels. I said, pardon? He said, you speak out. But what you say in, both of them stand before me. And therefore, you might be saying on Sunday, I am blessed, I am highly favored, I am great, I am wonderful. But if the voice on the inside does not agree with the voice on the outside, then you will be doing damage to yourself and a system or cycle that you seem to cannot break will continue. So what I said, okay, Holy Ghost, I understand, I understand, I get it, I get it, I get it, because I am my own worst critic. And I said, okay, what do I do? He said, Joshua 1.8. And you wonder why this is my favorite verse in the Bible? The Bible said, this book of the law, this as in specific, book of the law shall not do what? Depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night so that you may be able to observe to do according to all that is written therein. And the Bible says, for then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. And I said, right, give me the word. And he gave me Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. And I realized that I have been accepted before anybody rejected me. And all of a sudden, something changed. The voice on the inside says what God says, and my confidence level rose. He will send you what? Help. The Holy Spirit, that's what he does. He will take you from scripture to scripture to help you. Are we together? Okay, so, the, so that's one of the ways he, he expresses strength. So let's go to the next one. The next one, ladies and gentlemen, is in the place of prayer. Now, we've already done it this morning, but let me just give it to you, the scripture that he opened up. Because sometimes I thought, that, Lord, what, I, I don't know if my prayers are being answered. Now listen to me very carefully. John chapter 16, verse 13 settles that really quickly. John 16, verse 13, it settles it really quickly. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost will tell you what is being said in heaven so that when you tell God, Lord, this is what we want you to do. This is how we want you to do it. All of a sudden, you'll know that this is what God wants to do in a particular situation. And your prayers, my prayer life changed. My prayer life changed. I started... Oh, I have to find one that is quick. Genesis chapter 3. Um, Genesis chapter 3. Another, uh, just to explain how prayer works. I'm going to go to... Yes. Genesis 3, 17 to 19. Now listen to me very carefully. My wife can attest to this. I lived under a cycle of delay and things that were mine being taken or held back for years. When I say years, I mean years. And so one day we were praying and the Holy Ghost opened up this scripture that everything that was said over Adam has been reversed in Jesus Christ. I said, really? Listen to me how prayer works. Because I have been asking the Holy Ghost, tell us how to pray. Tell me what's being said in heaven. And he opened up Genesis 3, verses 17 and 19. I said, wow. So from that moment forward, I began to, I, I, now I confess it all the time. That my ground can no longer bring forth to me thorns and thistles. I will no longer eat of the ground from the sweat of my brow. I am not cursed any longer to go from dust to dust. For I am now spirit. According to um, John chapter 3 verses 3 to 5. I am now walking in the benefits of the person in the spirit who saved my life. Which is Jesus Christ. Therefore, Revelations 5.12 is my story. That's what, and I began to say that over my life every day. Ask my wife. 
things that have been held up. Seemingly innocently began to show up. I mean, began to show up. I'll be given things. Five months, six months, seven months. And it will only be mine that they will forget. It started changing. Listen to me very carefully. There's an element of prayer where you are presenting to God what he wants to hear. The Holy Ghost is your bridge to tell you. So hear me well. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to take this. Not worry, the Holy Ghost is working. He's, he's, he's already working. Listen, take this. This, is, this, is, this one, hold on to this. John chapter 16, verse 13. Do not start praying until you ask the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, tell me what is being said in heaven. And then what will he will do for you? The Bible says he will reveal it to you and he'll tell you things to come. The same way you get. Now listen to me very carefully. It's not going to be a voice that shakes a building. No. Everybody lift your left hand if you're physically able. And make a fist with your right hand. Place your fist against your hand and press. Right. That is called an impression. That is how the Holy Ghost will get your attention. He will bring a picture, a thought. He will put a song in your heart. He will, and as that grows, he will begin to give you instructions. Okay? Prayer. The next vehicle of strength. Is worship. Ah. Is worship. The Bible says in Psalms 23, 22, verse 3. I had to look this up. Wow. Psalms 22, verse 3. Yeah. The Bible says that thou, O Lord, you do what? You inhabit the praises of Israel. God inhabits the praises of his people. That means when you worship, and the Holy Ghost will tell you, this is what I want to hear now. This is what the Father wants to hear now. The results will be remarkable. Guys, can we go back on stage? Let me explain the song. And it's in my notes, so I'll tell you what it is. No longer a slave to fear. Let me explain the last three things that the Holy Ghost will do to help you in one go. The first one is in praise. Praise creates an environment where God can dwell. Do we agree? Psalm 22, verse 3. Psalm 100, verses 4 to 5, says that when we want to come into the presence of God, we should come into his presence with what? Thanksgiving. So, praise creates an environment that God can come to, and praise and worship will take you into an environment where God is. Are we together? How are we going to end this service? We're going to literally, we are going to give to God what he wants in the next five or ten minutes. And what you can't do in that, in that environment, he will do. Okay? So, but there are two other ways that the Holy Ghost will help you. The first one is obedience. Notice, obedience means you have to follow him. So, what was one of the things you realize is when you want to help somebody, follow the instructions of the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. The Bible says, For they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Sons of God. That's what happens when you obey God, when you obey the instructions 
of the Lord. Now listen carefully. I'll, I'll give you an example before, before we close this out. I wanted to buy a present for somebody. And the Holy Ghost said, go and buy it now. So I got up and I took off. This happened to me on Friday. Um, I went and I knew what I wanted. I wanted, to pick up, I wanted to pick up something and I thought, okay, I have a brand in mind. But that brand is no longer in Brent Cross. I thought, oh, what am I going to do? And the Holy Ghost, I, just, I began to wander around. So I did what I needed to do and the Holy Ghost said, go in here. So I walked into the shop that I had been into. I see nothing. Went to one counter, two counters, nothing clicked. Then I got in front of one counter and the Holy Ghost said, buy that. So I did. Packaged it, gave it to the person. I saw the person yesterday and she said, when she got the gift, she was terrified because it was a brand that she had been looking at. And it was exactly what she wanted. And it, you know, when the Holy Ghost sends you help, listen carefully, he will get you to obey him. Do what he says. The results will be as God deserves. Are we together? Last one is giving. The last one is giving. And listen carefully. When we talk about giving, and okay, let's do the song. I'll do giving last. So what I'm going to do is when we finish this, I'm going to take the offering. This offering will make a difference. Now, guys, let me explain what we're going to do. There is no second run. We've got to kick it heavy. Yeah? This is what the Holy Ghost said. It's in my notes. Romans 8 verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made them free from the law of sin and death. Listen to me very carefully. Someone in here, no matter what you are going through, the Lord will execute justice on your behalf today somebody it's listen the law of life the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is about to supersede the law of sin and death what you did before is about to be broken and the results that you are due because you are a child of God is about to are about to be released but this is how what how are we going to do it all the Lord wants you to do. He does not want you to pray. He wants you to worship. As you sing this song in simple obedience, the results will be remarkable. Are we together? Are you ready to do so? Okay, put your dignity on the floor. We have an opportunity. One opportunity. No longer a I'm slave. no longer a slave to feed. cannot give what you do not have. There are three or four of you that are worried about finances. Who are you? One, two, three, four. Put your hands out. A couple of you are worried about children. A couple of you are worried about hope in that your hope or your expectation has been cut out. Who are you? That's it. Father Almighty God, so that we can do, 
Listen carefully. Shai, famamanda, kanono, tebege. Lord, dada for man, The Lord will do for you as you make happen the next few minutes. Holy Ghost, no, no, don't worry, I won't touch them. Hear my words. Today, something changes. As you worship, what you are asking for will come because it's the blessing of a servant. So yours will be a reward. Yours will be a word. Two different things. Are we ready to go? Sing this thing from your backbone. Somebody's life depends on it. Ladies and gentlemen, kick up a fuss. Listen, take this thing as hard as possible. Come down for a moment. Don't worry, they're going to be all right. With a melody You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. That's the Lord. Lord, you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. That's why I'm no longer Come on, come on. 
This is what the Lord says to somebody in particular. The Bible says in Isaiah 49, reading from verses 24 to 26, the Bible says, shall the prey of the terrible be taken or the lawful captive be delivered? The Lord says, the reason they will be delivered is I will contend with him that contends with you. Hear me well. The Lord wants to speak to somebody in particular and then we'll go to the offering and I'm done. If you are a lawful captive, lawful, the Lord is delivering you now the Bible says in no this that, that's where we stay the Lord says I will contend so God is going to help you as a champion he's going to become your advocate your strength your standby he's going to make real the victory of Jesus on your inside he will contend with him that contends with you. The victory will be remarkable. And hear me well, your testimony will be long. You will have to convince people that you were what you were because you will not look like it. God is about to be kind to you.